The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Oh, welcome back. And uh, chatting to us now is Rolene Marks, our correspondent in Israel. Rolene, always a pleasure to chat to you. Thank you for joining us again. Certainly no lack of action this weekend. I was going to say, I hope you had a great weekend. hope it wasn't affected as a result. Well, you know what they say, no rest for the wicked. Uh, and as we speak, I am in Tel Aviv, just leaving a conference. But yes, uh, a very, very news-heavy weekend uh, this past one was. Well, and I've got a funny feeling that we're going to see successive weekends just the same. Well, certainly, Rolene, 100,000 people protesting plans to change the Supreme Court. Sorry, I've got a three-pronged question here for you. Uh, President Herzog is weighing in, attempting to intervene, and will he be successful? That's the question, and Benjamin Netanyahu dismissing the protests. What's the latest? Well, let's let's unpack. Let's start at the beginning on Saturday night. Over a 100,000 people gathered in Tel Aviv outside the Habima Theatre, actually spilling over close to the Ayalon Highway, all voicing their um, protest against the proposed overhauling of Israel's Supreme Court. Now, this is probably the biggest topic of discussion in Israel and, and also in diaspora communities as well. Last week, just before we broke for the weekend, we had that unprecedented letter signed by a former state attorneys and uh, attorney general since 1975. So this goes to show you how much this is weighing on the legal community. And on Friday, the president of the Supreme Court, Esther Hayut, also writing quite a, uh, a damning statement against the erosion of Israeli democracy. Now, no, that this is an issue that has really polarized people. People are saying that the Supreme Court needs reforming. Now, I want to be clear. The issue is not whether or not the Supreme Court needs reforming. There are probably a lot of issues and a lot of reforms that do need to take place. The issue here is that it's happening without broad consensus. Uh, something that Benny Gantz, the, um, the leader of the Blue and White Party, who's now part of the opposition, has cautioned against. He says, you've got to include opposition parties. You can't just have the coalition make these changes. It's got to involve uh, other opinions, other voices, and it must be reforms based on broad-based consensus. He says, because failure to do it like that could lead to a civil war in Israel. And protest organizers have said that they intend to protest every weekend, that this is not, that this is not going to stop while these proposed uh, uh, reforms are taking place. Rolene, so President Herzog, uh, what is what has been his attempt so far? What 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 has he contributed to this in, in the meantime? Well, many criticise the president for failing to take more of an active role. We heard from the former president Ruben Rivlin last week, who said uh, and cautioned the coalition government: "Don't make decisions based on revenge." Those were quite strong words from Rivlin. Now, a couple of hundred protesters gathered outside President Rivlin's residence on Saturday night, also voicing their discontent. So he said that he is going to sit with coalition party members. He said he can't promise anything, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, 
he will certainly do whatever he can to ensure that, uh, first of all, rule of law still um, continues, but also that they take into account the concerns of many Israelis. I mean, this is really, really um, imported something ugly into Israel, and that is American-style polarized politics. I mean, just yesterday I myself was the recipient of some really unnecessary language just because I happened to tweet out happening now 80,000 people are protesting. Uh, so this is, you know, where we are are going with this. So this is something that people have to remember that not all Israelis mm-hmm. voted in this direction. Right. And also, um, people have the democratic right to protest and protest they are. And very quickly, what is now Benjamin Netanyahu uh, saying about all this? Well, Benjamin Netanyahu, who stands to gain the most because of his uh, legal issues with uh, these proposed reforms, has said that, in his opinion, the ultimate protest took place in November with the elections and the election results. And, you know, again, and, and please understand this, I'm not talking as a, uh, a personal opinion, I'm talking as somebody who does analyze the situation. And... Um, it's, it's language like that that grows dissent in Israel, that uh, he's failing to recognize that there is a large portion of Israeli society that did not vote him in. And uh, he's, that kind of language negates his promise to serve all Israelis. Sure. So this is why the president is now stepping in. Well, we're going to be very interesting, as you say, Rolene, uh, what they're promising, uh, the protesters, what they're promising in the forthcoming uh, weekend. Let's leave that for now and see what transpires there during the course of the week. Let's move on to the new IDF chief, uh, Hetsi Halevi, taking office. What will be his biggest challenge now? Well, he takes office today, very, very moving handover ceremony as uh, the former Ramat Kalo chief of staff, Aviv Kochavi, steps down and Hertzi Halevi comes in. Uh, also very, very emotional to see the first place uh, he went to was the Wailing Wall, was the, the Kotel. A very, very uh, dramatic uh, image that. But uh, he inherits uh, quite a number of issues. I mean, first of all, we have the political dissent and we have the risk of uh, political actors trying to interfere in the army, something that the former defense minister, Benny Gantz, cautioned against, as well as Kochavi, says the army must remain outside of politics. And, of course, he also inherits the massive threat posed by a nuclear Iran that is ever encroaching. And we cannot dismiss the violence taking place in the West Bank and uh, the impact that that has had on Israel over the last year or so. Well, certainly. Yeah, I guess that's just a wait and see now, now that he's been sworn in. Let's see how he tackles all those aspects which you've just uh, outlined now. Okay, let's move on to Smotrich. Okay, I was saying earlier on, like Ben Gavir, they've, they've really now caught the limelight, the political spotlight in more ways than one in their individual roles. So his comments about the LGBTQ community has now resurfaced. Uh, what, what's going on there? Well, these are comments he made a while ago, and basically he dismissed the uh, accusations of being called a homophobe. He said, I'm a homophobe. You know, basically, none of my constituents care. Mm-hmm. He says they don't care about the gay community, and they don't care uh, uh, you know, about any of their concerns. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't care because 
you know, I have to uh, speak to my power base. Uh, and again, it's reiterating the concerns that many Israelis have with uh, personalities like Ben Gavir and, mm -hmm. and Smotrich right. is that they negate sections of the of Israeli society. These are people that are part of Israel's population. And these are people who are very, very concerned right now that any changes brought in by the coalition government might erode their civil rights. And, uh, you know, there might be some listening who will think, but ultimately you did... You know, they're not that big a party, and, and, but unfortunately they do form the position of kind of being the kingmaker, because if they move out of the coalition, the government collapses. So uh, Netanyahu is very, very much making sure that their demands, that, uh, you know, their issues, their, their negotiating tactics are taken care of. So, uh, Roland, okay, we just got about uh, one minute left. Uh, very quickly, um, okay, you did mention that, you know, there are these threats to protest more and whatever towards the weekend. What are these, pro is, is there any protesting going on now? In general, how is it looking on the ground? Well, on the ground right now, it's a, it's a work day in Israel, so no protests at the moment, but the big topic of discussion, and it has to be said, is uh, many, many Israelis fearing what could happen to our democracy should be sweeping reforms that Yariv Levine unveiled last week, should they take place. And he wants them put forward as soon as uh, the end of March. Now, uh, Netanyahu has said that, you know, maybe they'll make some cosmetic changes sure. to uh, any of these reforms. What do those cosmetic changes mean? What does it entail? Uh, you know... <laughs> Again, it, it goes to the the, um, the point that you have to serve all your citizens. You can't just uh, you can't just pander, or you can't just uh, make movements for one group of citizens. Understood, Rolling. Sorry, uh, <laughs> Rolling. Sorry, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, yeah, we, we maybe we can continue this conversation tomorrow. But thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day, Rolling. Rolling Marks, our correspondent from Israel, with an update on what's going on in the Holy Land right now.